Good morning. Good morning. Today, we are outside of a sermon series, which means it's a Holy Spirit and prompted message. Next week, we start our new sermon series entitled Nest. Nest. But this week, we have a special sermon entitled Growing Our Faith. Growing Our Faith. Um, I was, it's kind of funny, in preparing for this sermon series, or I'm not sermon series, just single sermon, one sermon. I had seen a sushi documentary on YouTube. No, uh, just bear with me for a second, okay? For those of you like, we're, we're a sushi church, and if you don't like sushi, I am sorry. Sushi is flowing in this church. Sushi church. <laughs> Not today. I'm just saying, on average, we have a lot of sushi in our church. It has already been eaten today. Um, just kidding. I was watching this documentary on YouTube, and it... It just so happened uh, three friends had gone, flown to Japan and said, we want to try three different levels of sushi. Sushi that's a dollar a plate. (laughs) You're going to get kind of one taste of that. A dollar plate. And then there was an affordable sushi that they went to and then a costly sushi that they went to. They they went to three different ones and I'd watch this and I was just, I was just completely almost like entrenched in this documentary and uh, I, I loved it. And so I, you know, I watched it a while ago. And then as I was preparing for this, this sermon, I was praying, God, give me, you know, speak to me in my quiet time. And I'm, I'm going through, you know, the word. And, and the sushi document just kept popping back in my head. And I was like, no, God, help me to focus. Get that out of my mind. And let me focus on what you're trying to speak to me. And then the sushi document kept coming. That happened the whole week. Like this, it just kept popping. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, God, you're obviously speaking to me about this, this sushi so let me, let's watch it again, and like, and so all of a sudden, he just downloaded this, where is our faith compared to the three different types of sushi in Japan? So this is, this is a fun, quirky sermon that I hope it speaks to you as much as it, it spoke to me. Um, but diving into Mark chapter 10, um, we're going to start off by looking at the rich young ruler. Mark chapter 10, verse 17 through 27, says this, As he was setting out on a journey, a man came up to him, this him being Jesus, and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these things from my youth up. Look at him, Jesus felt a love for him and said to him, one thing you lack, go and sell all you possess. You and your Bible circle that part, you possess. And give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come, follow me. But at these words, he was saddened and he went away grieving for he was one who owned much property. And Jesus looking around said to his disciples, how hard it will be for those who are wealthy to enter the kingdom of God. It's easy to read that as, oh man, you know what? That's I know exactly who this verse is for. <laughs> I know exactly. I see that person on TV. That person's in the game on sun next Sunday. I know this wealthy person well. This is not me. Unfortunately, and fortunately, God preaches to all of us all the time. How hard will it be for those who are wealthy? 
And you know the geniusness of Jesus, that word wealthy. We can interpret it easily out of the English language, but that's not exactly what he's meaning when he says it in the Greek. Came to the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus answered again and said to him, Children, how hard is it for enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. They were even more astonished and said to him, Then who can be saved? Looking at them, Jesus said, With people is it impossible, but with God for all things are possible with God. I still remember the first time. Pat, do you remember the first time I preached on this scripture when, I, when we were in junior high ministry? Do you remember that? I, I yes. <laughs> Thank you, Tammy. <laughs> I, I remember the first time I preached on this, and my, my takeaway, because it was so visual, was the camel going through the needle. I busted out a hula hoop and a stuffed camel. We went to the parking lot, and for 30 minutes, we practiced throwing a camel like football to the other end of the parking lot. Uh, I don't remember what I was preaching on. I just remember that illustration. We're not doing that today. <laughs> you don't remember? That was, it was, a, it just happened, okay? That was, that was youth ministry, all right? Now, now you can remember that illustration. <laughs> it's interesting, because it says, go and sell all you possess. All you possess all you possess. Do you know that's one of the oldest sayings in the Bible? That, that, that's, such a, that's such a big throwback. It goes to when God spoke to Adam and Eve. Right after, right after they bit into the fruit, and God says, what, what, have, what have you done? What have you, what, have, what have you taken on? That's that phrase. What have you taken on in your life? That, that was one of the first sayings that God ever spoke to man after sin. That phrase. And all of a sudden, Jesus throws back to it. And he says, what, what are the things that you're holding on to right now? And it's a throwback because all of a sudden, this rich young ruler, it was kind of sad because he's like, yeah, I possess a lot. And that's easy for our mind to go there because we're North American minded and we're a consumer generation. We're a consumer country. But really, when, when he said this, Jesus said it in such a way that it was kind of like, you know, like the two-edged sword that talks about the word being is like that piercing, you're like, ugh. He threw back to when God spoke to Adam and Eve and used the same phrase, saying, what are you holding on to that the enemy has lied to you about? And all of a sudden, that rich young ruler would have known, he just said the same thing that God spoke to, to, to Adam and Eve. And he's like, ugh. You're telling me everything I've been holding on to is, is a sin? All these things that I'm grasping and holding on to so firmly, it's been lies from the enemy? That's why he's sad. It's not that he's like, oh, you know what? I have $2.7 million invested in stocks and bonds, and I have these three houses. That's, that's not what's going on here. There is something much deeper and profound. The word right there for you possess, this, to hold oneself to a thing, to lay hold of a thing, to adhere or cling to. It's, it's, a, it's much deeper than like, 
oh, I possess this. It's in my pocket. It's, it has value. No, it's saying, what are you in bondage connected to? What are you so tied to you can't get away from it? And you don't want to get away from it. There's an emotional tie to it. It's, 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 it's so deep. It's so profound. It's saying, it's saying, what is the thing that's holding you back from fully following me? What, what's the thing that you're so connected to? And at one point, you owned it, but now, really, it's owning you. That's what's happening in this conversation with Jesus. But we're going to transition to some sushi talk right now. How to grow your faith. It was, it was very rare for Jesus to invite people to be disciples. I think uh, I have to do more study on it, but I, I can off the top of my head think of three people Jesus invited to be a disciple that fo- to follow him. Three people in addition to the other disciples. Three people said no. Three people declined. Three people just wouldn't do it because they weren't willing to move past what they need to move past. They, they, were, they were so holding on to what Jesus said, <laughs> you're going to hold on to that rather than holding on to me? And they're like, yep. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's easy to go, oh, man, look at them. But it's like, oh, let me look in the mirror because we've all done that. So growing our faith in, in the concept of this sushi show, they, they go through this cheap dollar. Su- it's not just like a piece of sushi is a dollar. It's like a whole plate of sushi is one dollar total. Who knows? You know, that's. that's <laughs> Sterling, would you eat a whole plate of sushi that costs a dollar? <laughs> just smiles. Mm. And it was interesting. Point number one is faith faith when when they had gone into the restaurant they're eating the sushi and and it all looked so manufactured you know every every re- the this palace it was just a palace like rice and then just a sliver of fish was on top and it was the exact same shape and the exact same everything and so it was ju- it was just on a conveyor belt there was no workers there there was one employer in the whole restaurant, dozens and dozens and dozens of people all sitting in their own little individualized booth along this lazy river of sushi coming through. One employer sat in the kitchen to make sure the machinery didn't malfunction. That was it. There was no chef. It was a robot. There was no waiter coming to your table. It was a screen. There, there, was, there was nothing else going on. And it was really interesting, they, they took the, the camera back there, and then um, they, in Japanese, they explained it, and then they translated to English, and they said, in order to cut down costs, so it's one dollar, we have to cut out people, so there's no one there. And they showed this machine, it was rotating like this, and it was so interesting, it was like, and then as it rotated, it would just scoop rice and go bloop, bloop, into perfect little sushi uh, tubes, <laughs> whatever, rice tubes, and come out, and then as it go bloop, bloop, and go onto this little conveyor belt, and then it was a, this big machine where there'd be fish, and then the one person would go back there and load into fish, and it was just a machine that would go, sh- depending on what fish it was, it would shave off a piece and then fall down, shave off a piece, fall down. 
it'd shave off this piece, fall down, and it would just go down the conveyor belt, and it'd go around the restaurant on the little conveyor belt. Craziness. Craziness. And, and it was so interesting, because when they sat at their booth, the, the, the booth was so high, they were, they were isolated. They were just by themselves in this little tiny booth. You could be there, you could be surrounded in this ma- massive restaurant, but you were just alone. Because you, you were in your little booth, and th- they went all the way up to the ceiling, and you sat there, and the little lazy river would go by, and you just could take it and set it down. And then the, the other thing is, um, they're saying in Japan, a lot of people like to have green hot tea, right? Because they wanted like a little, a little tea with uh, the sushi, and so they're explaining it. And so as the lazy river was going, right on the, the side, there was a little um, hot water tap and a little packet of what green tea you would like. So you put the hot water in, and then you could open up, and you stir. You have to, you know, it doesn't really fully dissolve, so you have to, like, stir and drink, you know? And there, it was just, it was convenient. It was just really cheap. It was just isolated. And it was really interesting, because as, I, I, as I'm watching this, God started speaking to me and said, that's, that's what happens sometimes when, when people gain a faith at the beginning. They're just kind of isolated, and they haven't connected to community yet. There's really no one else there. It's, it's like the, almost like the isolated podcast Christian. I have discovered Jesus, but I'm not ready to commit to relationship and community yet. I just want to be, have a faith. And so, it was interesting. After, after they ate there, they had this experience. They came out, and then they dialogued about it. They dialogued about this, this restaurant, the sushi restaurant. And they all said the same thing, and these, these are the points. A, it was entertainment over quality. Entertainment, entertainment. And so they sat there, and what was kind of funny was if you got your plate, it would go through, and it would come on this little conveyor belt, and you'd grab a plate, and you'd, you'd eat your sushi, and then you have to put it into this, this little metal thing that would receive your plate. So you eat your sushi, and then you put it down, and then your display screen would pop up, and that's how much money you'd owe. And as many plates as you eat, you'd shoot, and you put it down. And then after five plates, a game would happen on the screen. Then you could play baseball or soccer or whatever, and you're doing these little you know, touchscreen video games. We don't have this here. <laughs> so you play this game, and if you won, all of a sudden, this the uh there was above it a little um stickers would pop out or a little ball would roll and you get a little action figure and it's just like they they you look at me like i'm crazy this is a real thing (laughs) you're like this is a restaurant (laughs) and then it looked like they combined um you know those like little games at winco how you can like the claw machine stuff it looked like they attached one of those above your where you're eating and so as you're playing games you can win little prizes, and they pop out. It, craziness. It's the first thing they talked about was entertainment. Entertainment. And it's so interesting because as as we gain a faith, sometimes we could we could almost trick ourselves to say it's less important about the genuine relationship of Jesus and more about my entertainment of my religion did the lights hit well did the sound sound good was the powerpoint hitting at the right words did did the did the person you know 
get loud at this one moment in the song where it made me feel goosebumps and, and did this happen? Did I, did I raise my hands at this moment? All of a sudden, when our faith becomes more about the entertainment, that's when it can be a little scary. That's, that's when our faith is a little cheap. And I don't personally mean to ruffle any feathers here. I'm just trying to preach what the word of God says, okay? So <laughs> don't, don't get mad at me. <laughs> what the Holy Spirit wanted to speak to me about the Sushi documentary. <laughs> Entertainment. See, uh, a cheap faith looks at how am I entertained with my religion rather than what is God speaking to me about? That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a cheaper kind of faith. Like, oh man, I really like this and how they do that and how they do that. And it's, you've said they like 50 times and you haven't said Jesus once. Like there's something peculiar and unbalanced in that moment. Entertainment. B. Faith. Lack of people. Lack of people. It's interesting. They, they had self-service hot tea so they could cut out a waiter. Or you could, you could just have hot water on tap at your table. It was like, it, you know, it just, you lift up a thing with your little mug and then you could tear off whatever drink you wanted and pour it in. And it was already, it was complimentary to the table. Just makes it even cheaper. It's lack of people. See, when, when we start, first start in our faith, I want to challenge you that if you can get by in your faith with a lack of people, you're not experiencing the fullness of God. Because remember, Jesus, yes, he died on the cross for our individual lives, but he spent his entire life talking about the kingdom of God, which it's not just one person who gets into the kingdom. It's all of us. It's, it's about people, and when we have a lack of people in our faith, something's out of balance. When it's all about my faith and nothing else, it, it's almost cheap, and it's not the full, and I don't mean to be like, oh, that's so cheap. It's just you're missing out the full richness of the kingdom of God. There is so much more to it. There is so much more when I talk to someone and I hear their personal praise report, and it just builds up my faith. It didn't even happen to me. I just happened to hear their story, and all of a sudden my faith is deepened because I have an interaction with someone else. And I'm like, man— that, that is a praise report. You've been praying for that for 20 years? That blesses me because I was dealing with something for like seven days and now I can, I can you know what, I can go after it. I know I can live, I can actually pray for something longevity because your praise report inspired me. Number two, faith filled. Faith filled. So he went to this, this ultra-cheap sushi place. You could spend $1 and have a full meal. Boggles my mind. And then there was this affordable sushi. So there's a sushi in the middle, like what we're typically accustomed to. It looked like North America when they walked in. 
they sat down. There's all these tables. There was a sushi bar. You know, there was a bunch of sushi chefs sitting back there. There was a manager. It was how you would expect it. There was a waitress, waiter walking around. There's, it's loud. There's things happening. They're, they're taking the sushi. They're making stuff. They're hand-rolling it. They're also doing the thing where they, they roll it up, cut it, and then, you know. It, it's, it's what you'd expect from a sushi restaurant. Everything was just, it was normal. It was just the expectations were met. And then what was interesting is after they were like, oh, yeah, everything I expected was there. Like, you know, they brought me a drink. They brought me my food. If they had conversations saying, oh, this, this fish is this, blah, 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 it was caught, blah, blah, blah. It was normal. It was like, oh, yeah, great. That's, that's what I expected, and that's what I got out of it. You know, everything I put into it, I received back. It was a, it was a wash. It was good. I'm full. I paid a reasonable amount. I got a reasonable food, and it just it happened. You know, we've, we've all had this experience. We've all gone to a restaurant, and you get, you get full. You get what you expect. Done. They walked out of, out of the restaurant, and it was such key words. It was so, it was so, it was like, it was like a trigger. They walked out, and they're like, you know what? It was just, it was comfortable. It was cozy. We had a conversation. I enjoyed it. It was good. We, you know, we got to, we got to talk to it. We got to learn about the fish of the day. We got to learn about this. We got we got to see this. The rice was good. They they oh this was really good. You know, it was just a status quo. All expectations met. I feel like that's what faith filled Christians are. We come in, how much faith we put into stuff. We're we're believing for something, and and God moves, and we're like yes, I expected God to move, and God moved. I expected that I'd be healed, and I was healed. I expected to pray for this person, and I saw joy and comfort come along. It's like this, this comfort. We've, we've put a lot into our religion and our relationship with Jesus, and it was faith-filled, and it's faith-abounding, and Jesus is in our lives, and we know it, and we see Jesus move. And it's comfortable. What I see is what I get. The WYSIWYG. Do you guys, have, do you guys know that saying? Nope. Not even going to sidetrack on that. <laughs> it's a term of, actually, I will sidetrack, okay? Because I said, and I was like, WYSIWYG? It's a term that if you, if you go to a website or you go to anything, it's what you see is what you get. WYSIWYG. So if you go to, like, um, it's, it's the letters pulled out. But it's, if you open up, like, Microsoft Word, and you see a button, and it looks like it's bold versus italicized, it's what you see is what you get. If I click that, it's going to be bold. If I click that, it's going to italicize. If I pray for this, I'll see God move. It's a WYSIWYG relationship. <laughs> what you see. This is, this is all you guys are going to take away from this whole <laughs> message. It's WYSIWYG and camels flying through hula hoops. Love it. Uh, what they saw is what they got. They showed up this average price restaurant. <clears throat> they paid an average price. They got average sushi. They felt comfortable. They felt everything was just fine. And I think that's where a lot of Christians try to obtain to. That's like, you know what? I want to have a relationship with Jesus where I can pray and see things happen. (laughs) Okay. You want that by Tuesday? I mean, (laughs) great. 
What you see is what you get. If you, if you invest a relationship with Jesus, you will feel the love of Jesus in all areas of your life. You'll be faith-filled. You will not just have faith, but you'll be faith-filled. You will have God show up. He will speak to you. you know, so many people ask, um, especially in youth ministry, how do I know God's speaking to me? How do I hear from God? Well, have you had quiet time and pray with God? No. How do I hear? Well, let's have some quiet time with Jesus and and we'll start talking about how we you can feel when God's moving and not just feel your conscience speaking to you. So, faith-filled. A, they said the word cozy. The, the, the manager of the restaurant said, I wanted to create a restaurant where people feel cozy. They feel comfortable. Where they show up, they'll feel this sushi, they'll feel comfortable, they'll be able to talk to their friends, they could talk to the waiter, it's comfortable. And I feel like most North American people are just looking for this in their life. I want to come to a church and feel comfortable. I don't want it to be weird, I don't want it to be creepy, because if I bring my friend, you better not be doing anything weird that day. <laughs> <laughs> So side note, um, we knew this, we knew this pastor friend. Uh, oh, I love it. This is this is one of my favorite stories. So uh, Dale Jenkins, he's he's told this story and he loves telling it. It's it's one of my favorites. So when he was a li- he was a little kid, and they went to they're going to a Pentecostal church, and um, the friend comes and the friend he's, he invites his friend right. Never been to church, never doesn't know God anything like that, and. Um, the, the friend's like, so you know, what's going to happen? You know, there's mystery. Like, is it going to be weird? Is it going to be creepy? You know, he's like, no, no. It, we're going we're gonna to sing some songs. We're going to talk about Jesus. He goes, oh, may, someone might talk in tongues, though. That might happen. And the friend's like, what's that? It's like a different language. You could talk to God. Um, I'll translate it for you. And the friend's like, okay. <laughs> like, he's, he's young, right? It's just like believing in faith. So they show, they show up, brings his friend to the church. They sit down. And then all of a sudden, they're sitting there, and um, the lady next to him is just writing, just crazy writing, right? Just like symbols and letters. And the friend's like, what's happening? And, he, and, the, and, and Dale's like, she's writing that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. And then later on, uh, Dale, so like he, his friend left, and the next week he's like, were you writing in tongues? Because that's what I told him. And she's like, no, I'm a, I'm a court secretary. I'm writing a shorthand. <laughs> So he's like, well, if my friend asks again, <laughs> faith filled. <laughs> Most people are looking for a cozy, a cozy relationship with God. I want to be comfortable. I want to pray and have expectations met. I want to show up at a church and have expectations met. I don't want to be out of the ordinary. That's it. I want, I want a casual visit. I want an atmosphere of people like home. Maybe it's a little hyper one day. Maybe it's a little bit slower another. But at least it's going to be status quo. I know what's going to happen. Faith filled. B, it's conversational. Most people are looking for a conversation to take place. Because a lot of people, either they feel I- isolated at home, feel isolated at their job, but at church, at least they have someone they can bond with in a relationship with God. They might not say everything up front because they're scared of judgment. But at least 
they know that they can be in a positive atmosphere where conversation can't happen. And C, affordable. What do I mean by affordable? I'm glad you asked. It's my favorite pastor's name, Jake. Um, Faith-filled, affordable, meaning it's not costly to me to be in this religion at this church at this time. It's not. (laughs) It doesn't take too much time. If I miss this, I'm okay. But it's not really costly, and it's not cheap, because I do have to make time to go every once in a while. It's affordable. I can afford to do this because I got everything else going on. It's affordable. That's what that sinks in. My faith-filled relationship with God is affordable. I'm willing to pay the price at the comfort level I'm at. And I, I really believe that that's, that's most people in the journey that Jesus encountered on the road. He met thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. We know that because at least (laughs) when he fed the 5,000 men, it said, they still had their family and kids. When he fed the 4,000 men, they still had their family and kids. We know there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people that he encountered, and only a dozen followed after him and paid the cost. Met so many people that were comfortable walking out to encounter Jesus, to have their needs met, and were comfortable saying, God, I wanted to encounter you. I believe in you. I have faith in you. You, you're, you meet all my everything, but I'm going to go back home now. I'll see you later. I'll tell everyone about you. I'm good. And the disciples are like, that's not good enough for me. I need to see the kingdom of God move, and I'm willing to pay for it. Number three, faithful. So number one, we have, we have the faith. Number two, we, we are faith-filled. But number three, it's faithful. It, it was so interesting seeing the difference in the, the sushi experiences. Because the first one, it was so funny that, you know, they show up, they're YouTubers. They got their, like, baggy T-shirt on. It's, like, slouched to one side. They got the jeans. It's, like, it's, you know, they show up to the first place, they eat the sushi, they're like, yeah, the hair looks like they just went, got off an airplane, s- took a nap, and they're at this place. It's like nothing has happened, right? They go to the second place in the same wardrobe, same everything. They're like, yeah, we're here, blah, blah, blah. They're explaining it. And then they go to the third one, and they're in full suits and ties. Their hair is perfect, and they're like, you might notice we're dressed up. And they're like, you can't just show up at this without an expectation of excellence, and I need to put my excellent step forward just like this owner has done the same. They have, they have already bought into the experience before even showing up. They've prepared themselves with, for the experience that's about to happen. What if we as Christians had this in commonality? God, I, I am preparing already in my worship, in my devotions, because I'm expecting you to do even more on a Sunday. 
I'm not coming to Sunday just to get something. I'm coming because I am already prepared because I want to minister and I want to receive and I want to see something happen. They, they showed up at this restaurant preparing because they're like, this one's in a whole different league. See, the first one was a dollar plate. The second one was like a double digit, you know, 20, 30 bucks for a whole, whole meal. This one was in the triple digits per plate. They show up at the restaurant, and they're, they're greeted before they even get into the restaurant. They're greeted again at the door of the entrance of the restaurant. They're greeted again as they sit down. Their, their jackets are taken off. The owner slash only head chef shows up and greets him himself and says, oh, let me have your glasses, and starts serving their drinks to them himself. This guy's probably a multi, multi, multi millionaire, but he has the audacity to say, you know what? I'm not good enough to where I need to hire out someone to do this. He goes, my heart is about serving you. And he pours the glass and he explains the history of if you have one, holding it with one hand versus two hands, what the difference is. And then all of a sudden he's like, would you like wasabi? And one of them's like, oh, I love wasabi. So he takes out this cutting board and he starts grinding the wasabi for them. And the guy goes, that it's grimy a little different what's what are you doing he goes i wanted to show you this technique because i have um filleted out shark skin and dried it out and laid it over this board so i can i can grind wasabi over shark skin because it grinds it at a different level and he's he's articulating every single step he does because he has this teach ability attitude everything he did he started taking out the rice and he starts doing the different things with his hands. He only makes one bite at a time. One bite. The rest are like mass produced and he's like, I'm making one bite for one person at one time so that it's perfect so that one person could take that bite and experience all the different nuances. He takes the rice and makes it body, your body temperature. So it has, it, 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 it's explaining all these different things. And he takes this one fish, and he takes it, he takes a sliver, and he starts, he lays it out, and he has to knock it with the back of the, the knife in a certain way. And he goes, I'm doing this because this one is a bit chewy, and I want to make sure that the in complete bite is bitten correctly so you can digest it perfectly for you. It's, it's a different ball game, completely. Like, it's not even the same park as the first machine-operated, let me just slice some stuff and throw it out there. Completely different ballgame. Even the sushi, when he was cutting it, I was like, that was the same sushi fish. That was the exact same fish as the first place as this place, but they don't look the same. That, that meat on this one, it looks like, it looks so fresh, it looks almost like, like a plastic. I was like, that doesn't even look like it's real. It was craziness. Faithful faithful um, i thought it was so interesting because the conversation was completely different in this environment than the other ones the conversation here was almost like a teacher discipling people saying i'm doing this because this everything he did he explained it and that's what discipleship is all about that's when you sit there in a conversation or a small group or uh, a one-on-one conversation whatever it is it's we're getting together and we're doing this and there's an explanation that goes beyond just hey how's your weekend blah blah that's great hey let's grab in the word you know whatever 
It's almost like machinery versus a relationship explaining. There was a difference of how Jesus was with the disciples. Like, you, you know, when you read about Jesus and he, he talks, he gives a whole sermon, but then afterwards of the disciples, he goes, I said this because this, and then this means this. And he was like this third other level of sushi master, okay? Faithful. First point of being faithful is, A, the hospitality. Hospitality. When we're in discipleship, it's all about the hospitality. And what I mean by hospitality is the intentionality and the time and the caring and the loving that goes into it. How much time does Jesus care about us? Thinking about us in, all day, preparing every single thing that we can, we can receive it perfectly. I like it. I like that sushi chef because as he was preparing each bite, he would form the rice and he'd take and he'd cut and he'd do everything. And then right as they're about to take it, he, oh, he goes, oh, no, you're, you're going to take the bite wrong. I noticed by, by the motion of your hand, you actually have to tilt it this way, pick it up this way so that it goes in your mouth. This He's so intentional with one bite, the sushi guy. He's like, you need to take a bite like this. And that's how Jesus prepares the word of God for us. In, when you're in this level, when you're in faithful level, God is saying, I want the word of God to come into your heart like this. I have prepared it for you to receive it. Versus just machine like, oh, read this whole chapter, fall asleep during most of it. You have to read a couple more lines again because you didn't pay attention the first time because you're thinking about your kids later there. That's like the first level. But then the next one, it's like, I'm going to open up and read one verse probably a million times until God speaks to me about this. That's, that's what this faithful level is all about. It's about the hospitality. It's the, the intentionality. B, expectation. So when you're, when you're in the discipleship footsteps, there's always an expectation that God will move. Do you have that faith level of God will move, not when I go to church. I'm sorry, not just when I go to church. But God's going to move in my job today, and I'm praying for it. There's an expectation. God, God's going to move in this because I, I'm, I'm praying for it. God's going to move. In, you have this expectation that God will always move, and you're conscious about it. Expectation. And C, it's costly. Because it will take you time to prepare your heart everywhere you go. It'll cost you your time. It'll cost you everything you got to be a disciple. That's why this rich young ruler realized, but I, I like my stuff. I like the things. I like my fun. What, what do you mean? I have to spend my whole day following you, Jesus? Can't I just like wear the special hat and the pin, pretend like I'm in your club while you're in this town so I can be important? No, Jesus is like, no, <laughs> you aren't getting it. You might like the affordable sushi, but you can't take the costly sushi because you're not willing to let go of things that you're holding on to. It'll cost you. So growing our faith, it's really putting priorities in place of saying, God, what is most important?
important in my life, and let me stick to it. I want to have a discipleship relationship, not just a comfy, cozy kind of thing, but I want to see you move everywhere and grow the kingdom. Let's pray. Lord, first, I just want to say thank you that (laughs) you're able to speak to us through anything. I absolutely love that you're able to break down how you see our faith in our lives through sushi, God. It's, it's really tangible. It's easy to understand, and I, I, I thank you for that. Lord, I thank you that our, our religion is not overly complicated, but we're able to enact what you speak to us immediately. Lord, we love you, we worship you, and we're so excited for the vision that you've placed on our hearts for this church moving forward this year. Lord, I pray that you would continue speaking to us, continue giving us wisdom, and Lord, we would, we would see our relationship with you grow to all kinds of levels through this vision. In your name, amen. Amen. I think